I'm Allie. And it's about time for true crime. Hey. Howdy. How are you? I am good. I am officially in the winter slump, but yeah. how are you? I'm also in the winter slump, but bringing myself out of it by trying to read more. Ooh. And trying to move my body a little bit more. Yeah, you and me both. And also... I don't know, looking at more true crime stuff, which yeah. is like awful, but I just, I have a lot of fun doing it and it brings me joy. So I'm just like, I have my little yeah. list of like cases that I'm like kind of working on and putting things together on and I'm super excited about it. You guys, I am prepping another like deep dive for you guys mm. on a cult and I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I'm, that's all I'm going to say, but it's going to be a good one. Like... I have seen so many documentaries, listened to so many podcasts, and I have only started my research, so I'm pumped. Uh, but same. I, I don't know. I feel like we got the snow last week, and I got all excited because it's like, ah, it's finally happening. When you fell four times, and you were like, shouldn't have felt that way. I'm still sore. <laughs> I believe that. I'm not. My body took a beating. I know. But um, at least all of my ligaments are attached so that's good you've you've got those it's true and my mom's coming for her birthday which i'm really excited so she's coming out mrs apple dabbleson yeah mrs. we're so excited is coming and um very exciting but i'm hoping that at least some of the snow dissipates so that you know she's not like wow why do you live here uh-huh. um, <laughs> but maybe it'll be good too because then she can leave whenever she wants <laughs> who knows um but yeah, no, I feel like that happened. And then I'm like, oh, now it's it's still just winter. No, yeah, it's still just cold and boo. Yeah, it's still just cold. That's it. I love winter, but I hate winter. But I love summer, but I hate summer, you know? No. I love the transition. I only like months. one transition and that's fall. I like fall um, because it is it feels the most authentic to my soul. I love fall. It is my favorite season. I like fall fashion. I like yeah like the crisp air is my favorite i want to have hot chocolate and mm-hmm. walk around and apple cider time but i still want to be warm in the daytime but i want to be able to put on a hoodie like, i want to wear my comfy cozies and i love be comfy cozy fall but i also love spring it took me a long time actually it took me until i broke my foot and literally couldn't do anything over covid like we got quarantined broke my foot was self-isolated not being able to like move much Mm. and so the only way I was like getting out and doing anything was taking like really short walks around my neighborhood Mm -hmm. and there's just something about like being present in one place over a long period of time to see the changes yeah and like you get to walk by and like oh like this tree is budding now and like oh there's a flower and like I just kind of love watching things come back to life, but really getting to see the whole process of it. Like, that's very cool. But I don't think that I have as much appreciation for it when I'm not making the time to, like, sit and notice those things. But when I do, I love it. I think for me, I like how we're just, like, really diving into the weather here. (laughs) It is, like, the most, like, on the surface conversation. Like, oh, how's the weather today? You know, and we're just like, no, really, the weather right now? I'm showing you my soul. (laughs) Um, Like, I'm opening up to you. Please don't make me regret this. Um, (laughs) For me, spring is, like, the very beginning of spring when, like, the snow has melted, but it still just looks, like, dead and ugly. I hate that. When the ground's still frozen and it's, like, it starts to warm up a little bit. And, you know, that first, like... 50 yeah. day, everyone wears shorts and you're like it's coming 
But in the fall, that first 50 degree day means everyone wears like oh, yeah. Ugg boots and like parkas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think that's hilarious. Um, but like when you're so ready for warmth again and it just isn't there. And yeah. then to me personally, I just feel like, especially in New England, the last like few years we've kind of skipped spring and like yeah we just dive right into summer like all of a sudden it's just really hot so i feel like the only spring i have is just like when the snow has melted and it's kind of like still not thawed and then we jump into summer and i again like i love and i hate the mate like the two big seasons because i'm always cold and mm-hmm. that is on i'm not even shitting you that's what it comes down to i know me too these. i'm cold now summer i you you'll catch me in a sweatshirt in the summer i don't care i love it but it's so hot that when i'm over hot like when i'm overheated i'm uncomfortable and i'm a cranky bitch but <laughs> then i'm cold and then everyone's like why are you wearing a sweatshirt it's 75 and i'm like it's so cold um and then in winter finally everybody else is cold so i'm like it's not weird that i'm wearing a parka right now mm-hmm. love that for me but then it's fucking freezing mm. and ugh, ugh, the one thing that I hate about winter and I do mean hate mm. is like, why am I sweatier than I am in the summer? Like it does not matter what I do. If I come in from outside, I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. If I go outside, it's freezing, but then I'm in my coat too long and I'm sweating. It's like, let me live. Let me live. <laughs> I know. I feel like we just told you guys a lot. <laughs> Sorry. That was a lot of TMI about my sweating experiences, but, um, weather is important to me i know it's like i don't know i know it's small talk i love seasons though i'm very passionate about seasons what's <laughs> <laughs> that gonna be a new sticker yeah very passionate about seasons <laughs> about time for true crime um well i'm totally gonna burst your bubble yeah i, I knew you would i've got a rough case to talk to you about to today the seasons um forget about that shit um <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. We gave you guys a really long intro last week. Sorry. I know. But okay, I'm excited to tell you about this one. Um, You guys know because you clicked on it. Abby does not. But we're going to be talking about the murder of Jessica Chambers today. Ooh. Is this one that you're familiar with? I don't believe so. You haven't heard of it? Okay. No. Let me know if it like rings any bells when you do hear it. I feel like Eh, we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. So like, hey, listeners. Hey, I'm just answering for you guys, but I'm, I know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listener, right in front of me. Um, I don't know. I just want to say like good morning, good afternoon. Good day. Good evening. Good morrow. Whatever. Ooh. Whatever you. Dobre jutro. Sure. Bon matin. I don't know how you say good morning. Oh, uh, buenos dias. There it is. What were you? Tr- what language are you trying to do? No, I did Russian, then French, then Spanish. Okay. Well, oh, howdy. I did South. Hey, so, y'all. <laughs> did Southern. <laughs> um, wherever the frick frack you are, have a good one. Yes. Uh, if it's daytime, evening daytime. time, whatever. Um, time is a meaningless construct made up by man. We get it. Oh, my God. Going deep again. All right. <laughs> so, like I said, we're going to talk about Jessica Chambers today. And this case might be one that you've heard of before. Okay. Um. You might have heard it for a couple of reasons. It could be like the severity of the crime. So when we get there, I'll give you like a warning. It is bad. Okay. Um, so it might be that that stands out. It could be like the age of the victim. Oh. Because she's only 19. Young. Or it could be the fact that this took place in the last decade. 
Holy fuck. Okay, fill so me in. is bad, but we're going to get into all of it here. But again, I just want to offer a little bit of a warning here because the manner of death is quite horrific. Okay. So we're going to back it all the way up to 1995. Okay. And Jessica Lane Chambers was born to Ben and Lisa Chambers on February 2nd. Okay. Growing up, she had a lot of siblings. I believe her dad or maybe even both parents had children from other relationships. So I don't know exactly where she was in the birth order. I know that she had a bunch of older siblings, but I do think that she had a couple of younger sisters as well. Okay. Um, And she lived primarily with her mom. Of course, her parents were not together at this time. She did have uh, a stepmom as well. And actually, her dad and stepmom lived only a few houses down oh nice which okay. was really nice so she had family all around and she had a grandmother that lived across the street oh that's awesome so even though you know her parents weren't still together they it was were, still like a yeah, little they were community friendly block and yeah like in her neighborhood like they were everywhere which was good and she had a lot of friends growing up and she was described as bright and bubbly and you know loved by everyone mm. and loved everyone back and yeah as they all do yeah um, so dangerous she was a cheerleader in high school and where she grew up and went to school and all that jazz was in a small town called Cortland, Mississippi. Okay. So we're in Mississippi. All right. Um, and when I say a small town, I mean a small town. This had a population of just over 500 people. 500. Not 5,000, not 50,000. Small. 500. So when I say everyone knew everybody i mean quite literally you could not throw yeah, a rock that and not hit someone that you knew <laughs> is smaller than my graduating class no absolutely mine too that's nuts i know okay so actually i don't even think that's true i think my class is smaller my that's yeah smaller than my high school graduating class but like you think of like an and assembly, my college like you think one. of like an assembly at school yeah there's more than probably 500 people there yeah that's the town yep that's so tiny and we're going to talk more about like where this comes into play a little bit later but just so you know the, yeah. the area is quite small and unfortunately jessica was no stranger to grief okay in 2012 her older brother his name was ben jr actually died in a car accident oh and and looking at his obituary i could see that he was a mechanic he was an avid churchgoer and he was a father of three young children Oh, my God. And he also lived in Mississippi, so I couldn't find anything. Obviously, you're not going to see that in an obituary of, like, how much time they spent together. But I can assume living in the same state that they got together. Right. Occasionally, it wasn't like he, like, yeeted off to, like, Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where he was significantly older than her. I think he was 28 when he died, and she was, was like, a teenager, if that. Um but, like, also, that's kind of the perfect age for, like, babysitting. Yeah, and she like looked up to, to him, I'm sure. And, yeah. Right. So, um, unfortunately for this family, um, Ben Jr. would not be the only child that they would bury. It's um, so hard. You can tell that because we're talking about it on this podcast, and this is a true crime podcast. That crime do be true, though. Mm-hmm. So, I want to fast forward to 2014. Mm-hmm. Jessica's 19 years old. Okay. And to just kind of sort of describe her to you, she is very short. I think she's like maybe 5'2. Okay. She's very thin. She weighed like maybe 90 pounds on a good day, okay. according to her mom. She had blonde hair that was about shoulder length. Okay. And 
Now, again, it's 2014, so it's parted to the side with a little clip in it in the yep. side. You, you know the one I'm yes, talking about. Yes, absolutely. Because we all did it. And, of course, she had straightened her hair. I right. don't know what her hair was naturally, whether she put in the mousse and, like, let it dry <laughs> all, like, wet looking, or she straightened it. Like, that is the year we're talking about. Yeah. Lots of camera selfies, duck faces, and peace signs. Mm-hmm. Okay? Lots of bathroom mirrors. She had bright blue eyes and a very sweet smile. Ugh. Um, in her early and mid teen years, she had a rebellious streak. Okay. Which was not uncommon for the people or, you know, the kids her age in the small town. She wasn't really out of the ordinary, but she smoked the devil's lattice (laughs) and marijuana, the marijuanas. (laughs) So she fought with her parents a lot. If a sibling hit her, she hit them back. Yep. She had a bit of an attitude. She wasn't afraid to be a little bit manipulative. Okay. Um, so she was a teenager. She yeah. was she was a teenager and a difficult one at that. Yeah. But she had started sort of, um, you know, hanging out with a rougher crowd than maybe she was. So she right. started spending time with people that were doing a little bit more dangerous things than she would have done. And then, of course, she ended up doing that. So there was some talk about her maybe doing some pills and, okay. and things like that or running with a crowd that sold them. But again, small town, you know, everybody, Mm -hmm. everyone knows you. But by the time she was 19, not to say that she didn't still hang out with a rougher crowd, but she had started putting things sort of in order for herself. She got a job at a department store. Her coworkers loved her. She Mm -hmm. loved working there. And she had kind of calmed down a bit. Yeah. And I think any of us could name a thing or two or three we did in our teen years that aren't representative of us today oh our teen years try like 500 (laughs) so a lot of this rebellion i chalk up to that Mm -hmm. i i think that yeah she might have been a little bit more intense than maybe some people you know well and to me the whole notion that she had a already started putting things back together but was doing it by 19 you're still technically a teenager like that she, she very much says like fun, right, aging but, out quote unquote you but, know you know the time you're most likely to participate in crime is 18 to 24 so she kind of fit yeah. that <laughs> um but unfortunately things take a turn yeah so on december 6th 2014 around 5 p.m Jessica told her mother, Lisa, that she was going to run to the convenience store and, and the gas station down the road. She's going to grab something to eat. Okay. And then she'd come back home because she had to clean her room. And because oh, she's 19, like two hours go by. So I don't know, call it seven o'clock. And Lisa called Jessica like, hey, it's been two hours. It's been a little bit. Where are you? She's like, oh, I'll be home in a little bit. But she didn't come home. Okay. And what happened instead was gruesome. So okay. at about 8:10 p.m. there was a 911 call made that said that there was a car fire mm-hmm. on this ru- rural I can never say the word <laughs> rural? Yep. That that sounded rural? wrong. Yeah. You kind of just like rural? I just said earl with the name rural? Uh, with the letter r in front of it and that's the okay. Rural? Forget about it. On a quiet road. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and on this quiet road, it like it was about a mile from the gas station that Jessica was going to. Okay. That she was actually seen on security footage having been at. Okay. And first responders arrive at the car. They see a car in flames. Um, 
as well as one of the most horrific sights that I can imagine. Oh my gosh. It is graphic and I apologize in advance. And this is at the gas station. No, this is at the car. At the car. Which is a mile away from the gas station. Okay, 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 okay. I'm back. Sorry, I probably didn't explain that well. Um... It's really bad, but I want to talk about it. Okay. Because Jessica lived through it. And yep. if she can live through it, we can talk about Hell it. Hell yeah. So remember, first responders don't know whose car this is yet. Right. Again, it's engulfed in flames. Um, but they put it together very quickly because this town is oh so small and right. everyone knows everyone and you know what cars people drive. Yeah. You know the weird bumper sticker that Stacy put on her car last spring that you're like, ew, so tacky. Exactly. Yeah. Or that really stupid license plate like cover where it's like really you like that sports team so much. Yeah. They've lost like every or game. Or we're they've... bedazzling yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. You know. Probably back in 2014 it was like diamond studded. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, Not the point. Not the point, Allie. Damn. So they see the car. They're like, oh shit. And then they see this figure. Oh. And... It was described by one of the paramedics as like a zombie. Oh, no. And that figure was walking toward them. Oh, my gosh. And as they started to sort of like approach the figure, they realized that it was a person Uh. that was saying, help me. Oh. And between figuring out whose car it was and asking the figure what their name was yeah and they said jessica all of the first responders because again small town they all know each other they watched her grow up yeah they knew immediately it was jessica chambers now jessica had been set on fire oh my god and had walked toward the first responders again looking for help like something out of the walking dead it was literally how it was described um she was in only her underwear she had no pants she had no shirt she had no bra remember it's december over 90 percent of her body had been severely burned oh she was nearly unrecognizable her face was blackened and she was in excruciating pain and entirely in shock Mm -hmm. her lips had been almost entirely burned off Mm. so she really couldn't speak and skin was sort of like coming out of or like falling out of her nose because it had all just sort of been seared off her hair was sticking almost straight up and it looked like she had been electrocuted like it was like she put like a fork in a socket like whatever it was like it was sticking up in all directions oh um immediately they just covered her in a blanket they just yeah just to try to preserve her dignity again she didn't have clothes on and she's still on fire no okay but she is just been on fire oh yes still severely burned but okay so they just tried to do something like literally anything to help in what must have felt like an entirely helpless situation yeah um and again they figured out that they knew this to be jessica and so not only was this a horrific sight that they're seeing but it's a horrific sight of a young woman that you likely watched grow up yeah who's only 19 years old and so immediately i mean you could tell that this was not a survivable injury and they just try to get any information they can Mm. 
So they try to ask her, who did this to you? And she responded saying what they believed to be either the name Eric or the name Derek. Okay. And one asked Eric and she said no. So they believe Derek. Now, again, her tongue has been burned. Her throat has been burned from the inhaling the smoke. Mm -hmm. Her lips are really not existent anymore. Her saying words is very difficult to understand. And I saw in one source they asked her if he was black or white and that she responded saying black. They asked if it was her boyfriend and she said no. Okay. And we'll get more into this later, but if you're imagining it in your head and as awful as it sounds, um, I think it's important to know really what she was going through. Yeah. Her body is entirely covered in burns. So much so that paramedics could not get an IV in a vein. They really could not do anything to help her. Yeah. Her tongue is burned. Her face is burned. She's in pain and she's in shock. She's been breathing in the smoke from literally her own burning body and also her burning vehicle. And her lungs are severely damaged from that smoke. She's not breathing well. What's left of her voice is raspy at best. She does not sound like her. And when she wasn't answering their questions, she was just staring blankly ahead. I mean, again, she's in shock. Mm-hmm. These injuries are some of the worst of the worst. And the sight of her scarred the first responders for life. Oh my Not only seeing her or seeing a human being in that state, having been set on fire, literally, yeah. but also knowing that they couldn't do anything to help. Yeah, that you know it's not survivable and that layered on top of like this little thing that you watched grow up i mean she's 90 like she's a she's yeah. tiny she's a little it's thing awful. not like you know she's not a thing mm-hmm. but you know what i mean like yeah just a little so jessica was airlifted to a hospital in memphis tennessee and i want to say that it report said that it was like 60 miles away so it was a bit of a trip okay but her family was with her And Daily Mail actually quoted Lisa, Jessica's mom, Mm -hmm. recalling her last words to her. She said, I just looked at her and said, I know you're in pain. And if you want to go, you can go. Jessica, it's okay. Mama's here. Daddy's in the waiting room. You know your daddy. He's a big old baby and he can't come in here, but he's here and we love you. And then Jessica took her last breath and she passed away. No. So my heart was like in pieces reading this. Yeah. She was in so much pain. She was so scared. But her mom came in the room. She talked to her. She said, it's okay. If you need to go, you can go. And only then did she feel comfortable enough to go. Right. At rip my heart out and stomp on it. Yeah. That was no, I just looked at photos of her and I'm bur- it's, like, it's, I- it's awful. And it was then that Lisa vowed to get justice for her daughter. Good. And she said that. She can't even close her eyes anymore because when she does, she just imagines her daughter burning. Like she just. How do you not see that forever? How do you not smell that forever? She imagines that every single time she closes her eyes that she doesn't, she can't do that. Yeah. So Fox News quoted Mary Beth Hall, which was the burn unit nurse who treated Jessica at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And um, she said the burns on her chest were so deep the tissue couldn't stretch and move every time you tried to give her air it just wouldn't go mm. and she said quote it was not a survivable injury yeah i mean burns are one of the most difficult injuries to treat because the risk of infection is yeah. so high and surviving it 
is difficult. Yeah. And over 90% of your body, I think it was 93% of her body was burned. There was no way that she could live. Well, and even like when you think about stuff like that, a lot of burns are healed with things like skin grafts. And Mm -hmm. you can't do a skin graft for 93% of your body when you have 7% to pull from. Like, I know. Yeah. Even even if she could have survived that, she couldn't have healed from that. Of course. You know? Of course. Does that make... Yeah. No, it does. Even if, like, her body could have... I don't know. That's so... That's awful. And she's 19. She's 19 years old. Jeez. So, it was determined that she had actually been doused in an accelerant and then lit on fire. So, like... makes sense to me. They believe gasoline was dumped on her and her car but like on her body on her skin and then she was lit on fire now due to the condition of her body it's uncertain if there was a sexual assault component we're going to talk more about that later okay but i want to include here because i listened to a like a couple podcasts on this and did some research and some research or some of the articles i would say said that like lighter fluid had been poured down her throat. Oh. Now, I found several sources that said that all of that was false and that a lot of people sort of like added their own version of her injuries yeah. because it was so horrific right. that people just assumed that this might have been what happened and then that caught and that became part of the story. And so I just kind of wanted to make it clear that I saw more reputable sources say that no. that is untrue, even though okay. the more like grisly and quote interesting version of it would have you believe that and i just think that's disgusting that people would do that so i just want to make that clear good um also selfishly it does make my throat feel better (laughs) it yeah i mean her throat was severely damaged from inhaling the smoke i mean that alone was horrible for her but it's also different than making someone ingest right gasoline yes yeah So, the district attorney who would later work on Jessica's case, his name is John Champion, and I'm really only including this here because I think this quote really stuck out to me. Okay. And he said, quote, I bet if you polled 100 people and asked them to name their greatest fear of dying, burning would be number one. When you see a case like this, it's often very, very personal. Mm -hmm. And it is. I think a lot of people will say drowning or whatever, but burning has got to be one of the most painful, horrific, long, like, yeah. like drawn out ways of dying. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't instant. No, for her. it wasn't an execution shot to the back of your head where you didn't know it was coming and suddenly lights no. were out. And she died the next day in the hospital. Oh, so she lived, lived with that. And I, I'm sure they tried to make her as comfortable as they could, yeah. but where they couldn't get IVs in her, how did you do that? Do you know what I'm saying? So that line just, it stuck out to me because yeah, of course that, that would be, if not number one, right up there. Yeah. And in a case like this, it is personal. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, you had to go up to someone, douse them in gasoline and then light it and stand back. That is so intentional. That is so evil. That is not removed. That isn't you know shooting someone from 100 yards away that isn't i mean 
I don't know. It, yeah, there's no element of separation here. It's like, okay, I have to do this thing that's physical and close up and hands on. And then, you know what? I have to get far enough away that I can run when your car fucking explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to light the match and throw that in there too. It's it's awful. And I feel and like this I'm struggling. cup of water, I'm drinking it. Like, fuck I know. you. <laughs> I feel like I'm struggling to talk about it because it's so bad and she's so young and it's so And it cruel. makes my heart break. Like, I no pun intended like my heart is like melting that she has to not only be found like this and you know what she's a victim and there is no shame in anything that she had to go through but as somebody who is constantly embarrassed I would hate to be burning and naked in front of people that watched me grow up and to just and the only thing you you can can be able to say say is help. help me like someone help me yeah and that's it knowing that there is no way that she can truly be helped right now like it is just to try to make her comfortable enough to die and that is so horrible horrible for a 19 and then to have her be fighting and like see that she's fighting and holding on until she's reassured like it is okay we will be okay you can go so it's believed that she was lit on fire inside of her car yeah and she was able to exit the car and walk toward help when she saw it. Yeah. How? Now, I said that she wasn't on fire when they found her. Yeah. And I don't believe she was. But depending on the article you read, they'll say she was like in flames when they pulled up. But again, so many people just want to put their own spin on this or how they imagine it or whatever. And maybe some of it isn't malicious. I, you know, intent matters. I don't know if they're just, you know, trying to reason with it and thinking, well, this must have been what happened. I don't think so because I think the gasoline had like burnt up. I think, Mm -hmm. I mean, she had been entirely on fire. I think it had gone out. Yeah. And And she was blackened. Like they said that like for lack of a better word charred uh, mm-hmm. like it was it was so damaged and dried that i don't think that there was anything left to burn like right. her skin was almost gone it is so bad well and what's nuts to me too is okay a stop drop and roll totally possible b like wouldn't i would assume that would have to be the immediate first step of emergency services if she was lit right on fire. And, and that's why i yeah i yeah. don't think and so, you know, it, depending on what you read and what clickbait, because there's a lot of it, because a mm-hmm. lot of people had a lot of things they wanted to say about this. And it happened in the age of the internet, so. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's just, that's the rationale that I make, and you can draw your own conclusions, because I think it's really difficult without, like, the actual police reports. Right. To make sense of what that scene was, but I'm, I, I did my best. So, I want to kind of, like, switch gears a little bit here, and I want to okay. get into the investigations. Yeah. And I say plural, because in my opinion, there were many going on. Oh, my. Um, there was the investigation carried out by law enforcement. Yep. But there was also the one by web sleuths. Okay. And uh, in this case, people with a lot or maybe too much time on their hands, um, some members of the community, others, people from across the country, even from across the world, all of these people had plenty to say and with social media and chat rooms and Facebook pages and various posts, her case gained national attention and not all of it was good. Okay. So the Justice for Jessica Facebook page started almost immediately 
And I want to say it was started by her mom and then later taken over by her half-sister. Okay. I could be wrong um, yeah. about who started it. But, but it was family-run. Yeah. Okay. But it was really just to spread the word of what happened and asking anyone who had information about what happened to her to come forward. And it sort of snowballed into hundreds of armchair detectives pointing fingers right. and digging up old and unrelated skeletons in the community. And again, small town. They It was a quiet town before this. Yeah. I mean pretty high crime rates i won't say it was like a safe place to live there was gang activity there yeah. it wasn't it wasn't amazing but it didn't have the attention that it got from what happened to jessica right so this was new territory and you know some people in the facebook group they were kind they sent their condolences they mailed gift certificates and handmade quilts to the family Mm. they offered support and prayers after lisa's laptop was taken as part of the investigation the the mom she had shared that in the facebook group and someone actually bought her a new laptop and sent it to her oh that's so kind so there were some really good people in this group yeah on the other end though there were just as many not great people and some nitpicked parenting skills are you fucking kidding they accused lisa again the mom of sending them on a wild goose chase when she wouldn't provide every detail of her murdered daughter's death they're like well you must be withholding from us like you don't want us to find something out and she's like my daughter's fucking dead i'm grieving my 19 year old who i saw die after she was charred to a fucking crisp give her a break as i held her hand and told her it was okay to go and then her next breath was her last like, that's going to have some fucking impact. So sorry that you're so upset about your chair and not having anywhere to go with it. Uh-huh. Like, no. And so fucking a a lot of these people joined just because they wanted like grisly facts of the case. And like I said, some of the sleuthing sort of dug up some family history that Ben Chambers did not want brought up. Um, ben Chambers, again, is Jessica's dad. And he had actually done some time in prison for charges related to methamphetamine. And this was okay. like over a decade prior. Yeah. Some of these web sleuths theorized that it must be someone from his past that wanted revenge on him. And so they're sort of pointing the blame on him. And oh my God. he ended up working for the sheriff's department. And I, he wasn't like a police officer by any means. I'm not really sure like what his role was. Maybe mm-hmm. like worked on the cars or did something like in supportive no, but not yeah, in no way like a law enforcement role but right. like some days when he went to work it was at the sheriff's office yeah so then of course they're like well he must be a rat and that's how we got a job there and so now they're getting i don't know like they're getting back at him and this or this is whatever like you know what i'm saying they yeah. just they dug up so much stuff that was unrelated Right. And brought it to the surface. And again, in a time where social media was like the thing. Yeah. I mean, it still is, but, you know, Facebook was huge and all. I don't know. I don't have Facebook, so I don't. Whatever. No, but it's true. And like, I don't know. I feel like all that comes to my head is the idea of, this is so weird, but like a vinaigrette dressing. (laughs) What the fuck? I know. No, I know. It's weird. But it's like when you shake up a dressing and everything mixes and it's really good and you Mm -hmm. get the right mix of everything and it's like the perfect ratio of whatever your fucking oil to vinegar, whatever. Mm -hmm. 
And if you let it sit long enough, they separate out into layers because one's heavier than the other and certain things float up to the top. Correct. And I feel like in the ideal investigation, the shit that hit the fan was the bottle shaking and the hope is that you get there quick enough to see how things separate and what stays up top and what sinks. Correct. And they just continuously shook this bottle. Yeah, no, they constant. They were searching for anything to and maybe some of these people truly mm-hmm. were not malicious. Yeah. Actually wanted to help. Some some private investigators like joined the group and like there was a reward for like over fifty thousand dollars for information and so right. like private investigators like turned their attention to this and so they're posting this and that and trying to lead people in the wrong direction. Like it's a whole thing and at the end of the day all of it was unfounded and it just made the situation worse yeah and i was i was gonna say like i'm sure there are well-intended people out there but also when it comes to things like this why does it need to be fucking published why can't you keep a little journal of all the things that you think it is maybe have some fucking dms like one-on-one messages with people that you know are interested and not clog up everything else Mm -hmm. for something that you're speculating I, I don't does is that not make sense? Is and, that crazy? Is that like you, too much of me to ask? How are you gonna solve this case from your fucking California studio apartment? Yeah. Having never been to Cortland, Mississippi. Yep. And I'm not mean I don't mean to pick on you California, I was just picking somewhere far away. Right. But like, you know, someone who's never been there, who doesn't know the town, who's just like relying solely on like various google searches to like solve this case like if you think it were that easy like someone wouldn't already done it come on literally but anyway again i just think it made a terrible situation more of a terrible situation Mm -hmm. but we'll switch gears over to the law enforcement investigation okay um Law enforcement was aware of the Facebook page and they really tried to pay no mind to it because a lot of the tips that came in from like around the country were sparked from that, which Mm -hmm. weren't real. They followed leads, but really it didn't get to many places. Yeah. Yeah. In her own words, in Jessica's words, the very last few words that girl ever said. Yeah. They believed that she named her killer and it was either an Eric or a Derek. Okay. Right. Of the people that were there that heard how she responded, they thought it was either Eric or Derek. Okay. Most likely Eric. And uh, throughout this episode, I've never said Eric and Derek more than I'm going to say in the next (laughs) however many minutes that this is. But just so you know, they pull in over 100 people from their county and neighboring counties with the name Eric and Derek. I love that. Don't keep tally of how many times I'm going to say these. Um, They didn't get any leads. Okay. They also looked in her contact list on her phone, mm-hmm. and there was no one by either name or any name that sounded like that in mm-hmm. her contact list. And, you know, teens in their phones, right? Yeah. So it, if she knew one, it would likely be in there, right? So they interviewed her boyfriend. His name was Travis Sanford about okay. her case. Travis was a young black man who had an airtight alibi. He was incarcerated at the time. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, on burglary charges. And with this, the web sleuth said that, well, if it wasn't him, he must have ordered a hit on her from the jail. And okay. he must be in a gang. And then, yeah. And this, was, of- this wasn't the case. This struck a nerve in the community because it was a white victim. And it would be a 
black offender, which changed the case to be all about race instead of what it should have actually been about, which was the murder of a 19-year-old girl. Who the fuck killed this 19-year-old? Yeah. And it also sparked tensions because people were commenting about how wrong it was that there was a mixed race couple. Are you fucking... Like this it, is not the fucking time. I, I know. And it just... it. But that's what I mean. Like, that's the danger of social media, I feel like, is all of these people get in one spot and then they, uh, and it was awful. And at the, at the end of the day, like, there were so many racist comments made on, on about, like, every single which way you could. And not only were they entirely, like, untrue in general. Yeah. But it wasn't factually relevant to the case at all and only made the important information more difficult to get to because there were like all these layers of bullshit that you had to like sift through before you could actually get to like the facts of it oh my god and again law enforcement didn't pay attention to that i'm these are like the people that commented from god knows where right and some of them were in the community yeah but a lot of them were like people taking place that were not there Yeah. yeah But law enforcement didn't get tripped up by that. They knew that there wasn't oh, any way that Travis could have had anything to do with it. They didn't think that he ordered a hit on her from jail. He was distraught over her death. Yeah. And they moved on from him and they left him alone. Good. He's a grieving boyfriend right now. He's mm-hmm. allowed to be. So then investi- investigators get information regarding 26-year-old Quentin Tellis. Okay. Now, Quentin and Jessica had only met a few weeks prior, maybe a month tops. Okay. But they had already become friendly. Okay. And when they first interviewed Quentin, he said that he barely knew her. But then other people said, uh, no, they actually do know each other and actually, like, spend a lot of time together. In fact, spent time together the morning that she died. So I don't know why he's saying that. And when he was confronted with that, he said, oh, yeah, well, we're kind of friends. And to save you just, like, a lot of his bullshit, because it is really just bullshit, his story just kept changing and changing every time he was caught in a lie. And he was like, oh, well, I meant this. Well, then I meant that. Whatever. Right. So then the cell phone data came in. Nice. And I love me some cell phone data. I love a fact. (laughs) (laughs) So this data showed that he had been texting her frequently. So this whole, like, I didn't really know her. And then... Oh, I kind of knew her. Horse shit. So, a lot of the texts that he sent her were actually very sexual and raunchy in nature. I bet. Um, he was trying to get with her, and she was saying no. And if you want to be my lover, you want to see my dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> like, but he was, like, nearly harassing her. And again, a few weeks of them having really known each other. And she, and she kept turning him down. And what they also got Feels from like this cell phone information uh, was that where he said he, like, wasn't with her, uh, he was. In fact, not only does it place him with her during the day, okay. but it places him at the crime scene at the time the crime took place. Are you fucking kidding me? Which did not align at all with his bullshit story that he hadn't seen her since the morning since they you know caught him in the lie where he said he didn't see her at all right so the night that she was murdered he deleted her contact information from his phone i bet he did and deleted many of their texts and emails and when asked why he deleted her contact he said that he didn't need a dead girl's phone number in his phone like that was his response it was like well she's dead so i don't i don't need it like i'm not gonna text her 
Are you fucking kidding me? But like, how the fuck did you know she was dead though? Like this was this wasn't like it was already broadcast on right. the news and was a big. It's not like you did it like six months later. Right. Ass. Okay. Ass. That's all. Ass. I don't know. Ass. Ass. So anyway, he's saying, again, I don't need a dead girl's phone number. Like this isn't. My relevant. jaw is literally dropped. What I a know dipshit. it's on the floor, and. So it's like, how did you know she was dead, though? And also, how did you know, like, if you sent her another text that she wasn't going to respond? Like, why did your text with her stop? And then you decided she was dead. And then she's dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did you not? Like, you had spent weeks pestering her. Yeah. By the next day, you're not pestering her anymore? The fuck? Yeah. And let's also, I'm going to remind you, um, he's got other girlfriends, like, plural, that, like, didn't know about each other. So, like, he's just an ass. That's so... How do you I know. have time for that? I know. So then, it came out more in the text messages. Like, they could see um, all of this, like, asking her to have sex with him. And she said no. And then, he changed his story to saying that they actually did have sex mm. when he had previously denied it. And, obviously, that can't be confirmed. We can't ask Jessica. Nor can we test anything. But they also found that he had several gas cans, and it was believed that it was uh, gas that was the accelerant used to ignite the flames. Are you on fucking kidding Jessica me? Jessica and her car. I'm not done yet. Um, oh they, my god! They also found his DNA on her car keys. Okay. And in her car, which was obviously at the crime scene. Yeah. So. Things are not looking great for Quentin Tellus. Mm-mm. And they looked worse when he was arrested for her murder. Okay. Wait, wait. So. Well, they definitely have probable cause. We'll just wait. Fuck. This, just wait. So during the trial in 2017, the prosecution laid out the evidence that we just talked about, right? Yeah. Um, saying that motive was likely that he wanted to have sex with her. She was said no. Yeah. This was evidenced by the obscene text messages. And they believe that this was his retaliation for turning him down. And that even though it can't be proven, and this is where my mind went, it's possible that she was sexually assaulted. She was found in only yeah. her underwear. Yeah. She had just been driving her car. It's December. Yeah. I mean, I know it's colder here in December than it is in Mississippi, but it's still December. Yeah, you're still going to want a sweatshirt or something. And let's be honest, she's not driving around in only her fucking underwear. Not to get dinner at the gas station. After her mom just saw her leave clothed. Yeah. So. Thank God I'm out of the house. I can practice my nudist beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like honestly it's possible and maybe even likely that she was assaulted before she was killed yeah because again i don't and maybe she took I the clothes off if was she were yeah. the same thing and specifically because if she had been wearing clothes when she was lit on fire most of our clothes have polyester in them and it was um, stuck to her yeah it's gonna melt mm-hmm. like part of it'll burn sure but part of it's gonna melt on your skin um, and also, unfortunately, like, it doesn't take two hours to pour gasoline someone and throw a match. Like, I'm, I know that's so, like, dry of a way to put that, but. 
Yeah, but what she else was are you definitely doing? with him and yeah. met up with him and whatever, but what happened? Right. And with this, my mind goes a couple of different places because, again, I try to close my eyes, put myself in the situation, look Always. at the whole situation and not just, like, yeah. you know, a very narrow view of what's going on. But I think either her clothes were, like, entirely burned off, which doesn't make sense to me. Right. And why only her underwear wouldn't have been. And I feel like they would have seen evidence of that being either burned on her skin or whatever. Or the gasoline was dumped on her while she's dressed. Mm -hmm. And she scrambles to take off her clothes because Mm -hmm. they're on fire. Mm -hmm. So that's possible to me. I could see that too. But then why keep the underwear on? I don't know. So I guess I can try to make sense of some of it. But I think what's most likely, especially given the pestering text messages, mm-hmm. is that she was assaulted before she was killed. Well, and even just thinking through that, like, I totally I'm with you on my mind when I first heard that she was naked went to, oh, well, her clothes were on fire. She probably took them off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I think about it, it's like. When it gets the underwear thing bothers me, because if you're going to keep your underwear on, keep your bra on. If you're going to take your bra off, take your underwear I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. for women... I feel like the two go together. Yeah, frequently. Yeah, it's like bra and underwear and pants and shirt. Yep. Yep. And so, I mean, I don't know. Unless she was like, fuck this. I'm not having an underwire on while I'm burning. Like, I get that. But, like... You know what I mean? But, yeah. so, so, I don't know. So, I guess you can look at it a couple a of different ways. ways. I want to just kind of be transparent in, like, that there are other ways to look at this. Right. And I'm sure there's some that I'm missing, but... That's just like where my mind went, but I think with the text messages, that's it where it seems it, likely to me personally where I lean. So then the defense obviously has their side of things, and they mm-hmm. say that Jessica had told first responders that you know the person that did this to her it was either an Eric or maybe a Derek, but you can't make the name Quentin sound like Eric. Nope. They're saying she told you who did this to her, and you didn't listen. Right. That's that's what they're pointing to. But the argument that many people have to this is that when they repeated back to her, like, it was Eric, she said no. Right. So was this her saying, no, I didn't say Eric? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they, if they think that she said the name Eric and they say, so it was Eric, she said no. No. Right. And so... So it's not her just saying, like, you're mispronouncing what I'm saying. It's that like, could just not be it at that's all. That's not it. Right. You know, that or maybe she was in shock and she wasn't making a whole lot of sense because if you haven't noticed, she's been lit on fire. Yeah. So that's part of it. But Also, like, I'm thinking even saying the name Quentin, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of lips. That takes a lot of tongue. Like, yeah, like there's just a lot of... She's been so severely tactile. burned that if you try to say words without being able to really move your mouth, tongue, or uh-huh. lips effectively, you're really not going to get English words out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not what it is. Yeah. Like, we don't have a tonal language like that. Like, it... it th- no. Yeah. Like, there's no other way you can spin that. But on the flip side, it was also included that she said that the person who did this to her was black. And you can't say on one hand that she said Eric, but didn't mean to. But then she said he was black and that was on purpose. Like, you can't right. say that We're she knew this. We're trusting everything but, or nothing. Right. And so the investigators could agree that when they said, is he black or white? She said black. Okay. And they were sure that that's what she said. And 
they're kind of like we gave her two options black or white so we can tell the difference between those words because that's a response to a close-ended question because it's this or the other thing it wasn't what did he look like right where it could be any number of answers right now when you look at names you know there are thousands of names so if you say who i think any name could kind of sound like any name if you don't really know what you're listening for right so and if the person saying it has a severe issue with the tactile motions functions right now then you're not going to be able to figure that out so i guess the way i kind of see it as like if i say can you say i don't know like how are you feeling versus are you feeling good like are you happy or sad right i can probably even if you're struggling to say it to me hopefully i can figure out which of the two words i've given you is going to be one or the other right if you can have a conversation you know um, yeah if all things are equal and she's going to say one of the things that you said yeah there's a 50 percent chance that she'll say either one right versus if i say who did you see today how many variations of answers can i get from that yeah you can get roles you can get names you can get you know what i'm saying names yeah like so to me I can see there being confusion over a name, but I can see asking her a, like a a question with only two possible answers and being able to distinguish the One answer from there. Another, yeah. And white and black, there's not similar vowels there. It's no. not like, yeah. And I also want to point out that the town that she lived in, um, at least from some of the articles that I read, said that the population was about 50% white and 50% black. So when they asked her that, it was just based on like, the likelihood of right. it being a white or a black person so when she said black they knew that her boyfriend was black and so when they said was it him i don't think the first responders knew right. but like they knew him like was they knew boyfriend no. yeah they yeah. knew who her boyfriend was They're like oh was it him and she said no and so they could say like she said no when we asked if it was her boyfriend right. and they could tell because that was a yes or no question right. you know what i'm saying absolutely so that's sort of like where my mind goes with this um but I just kind of wanted to point out some of those things. So okay. I do think it's important. But it was really damning in this case because the defense leaned on saying, you asked her who did this to you. She gave you she, a name. She gave you an answer. And the man that you have on trial for this does not. That's not him. Yes. And so that's what they Eric leaned to. Not Derek. And that, as awful as it is, and like her like dying words, really. Yeah was really damning to her own case yeah as awful as that is because it cast a lot of doubt on what seemed to be a pretty airtight case when you look at like the data it's kind of a fucking lot um and with all of his lies and with everything and we're gonna get into more in a little bit but it's really it's just fucked up yeah so they make their closing arguments and so on the jury goes to deliberate they come back they say they've reached a verdict not guilty yeah i thought so Fuck. now then now now hear this okay because this is fucking bananas okay a juror stood up and said well that's not what i think i don't i don't think he's not guilty and the judge is like what like <laughs> you you don't agree with the verdict and he's just like no no nah. and it was like but you guys were supposed to, re- like, you guys you all, all have together. to agree. Like, <laughs> and so the judge, like, reiterates, like, this needs to be a unanimous answer. And they're like, well, we didn't think that meant we had to all agree. 
and the, and it was like what part of this did you think where did you find <sighs> these people <laughs> what rock did you pull 12 people out from under and throw them in a room together and say decide if this man will go to prison or not like did he do this or did he not do this so they like, go well we don't have to agree on it we so just- the judge makes it crystal clear what their job is here okay like you need if you're going to say that you've reached a verdict it needs to be that all of you agree on it right guilty not or guilty. not guilty those are your options yeah so they're like oh okay cool 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 gotcha and they go back in the room and they talk some more and they come right on back out and they say we can't agree <laughs> <laughs> so it's so a it's fucking a hung- mistrial yeah it's a hung jury oh my gosh i fucking love that so they're like all right fuck that and now when you have a hung jury and you have a mistrial, it means you can try them again. Yeah. And they did. And so it's not a new jury. So it's 12 more people. And they go to deliberate. And they come back. And that's a hung jury. Are you fucking kidding? I'm not fucking kidding you. Honestly. Okay. So wait. Now we're at 24 people. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's 120th of the population of this town. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. And so... I want to also make it clear that when I say it was a hung jury, it wasn't like 11 people were like, ah, yes. And one person was saying no. No. Yeah. It, it wasn't an all but one. It was, there were several people that thought guilty, several people that thought not guilty. And there was no swaying that. So I just wanted to make that clear that it wasn't like 11 to one. It was like, no, I don't have the exact numbers, but it was a split. Right. So again, that second case um, that trial took place in 2018, and so that was the second hung jury, mm-hmm. and here we go. And so now two trials, and years later, we do not have a conviction of the very likely suspect in the murder of Jessica Chambers. Then okay. something else happened. Oh. Okay. Um, question. Sure. Yes, yes you Abby. Know. You in the back. Um, yeah, yep. me. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, teacher. Hey. Um, Just go, do you know? I'll come right over. <laughs> Um, do you know if he was held pre-trial like, he during all of this? He was. Okay. So. That fucks up his life. So. Yeah. While he's incarcerated in Mississippi, Quentin Tellis is charged with the murder of Mang Chen Sao, who went by Mandy. Okay. So I'll call her Mandy. Mandy was found dead, having been tortured and stabbed over 30 times with a shallow knife what the fuck her body was found 10 days after the fact she was a 34 year old graduate student at the university of louisiana at monroe and was studying education she seemed like such a sweetie like in the things that i found about her she would like hand out candy to like the neighborhood kids and she was just really passionate about her studies and she was a really sweet girl And, um, basically they found her body and they were able to determine that she was murdered between 5 and 8 PM on July 29th, 2015. Okay. Now mind you, this was just months after Jessica's murder, like eight months. So she was murdered in December of 2014. This is July of 2015. Okay. Holy shit. But he's getting charged with this. In 2018. Right. Does that make sense? So I just want the timeline to be a little bit more clear because I don't think I did a great job of that. But. Wow. I want to talk about how they connected him to it. Yeah. 
Cell phone data is a bitch. I love cell phone data. To Quentin Tellis. Okay. So, first things first. um, They looked at him because they saw in an ATM camera um, that it sort of captured him withdrawing money from her account. Oh. Like, at a walk-up ATM, he had her debit card and her PIN number, and he was withdrawing money from her account because obviously they're like well she's dead let's pull her bank records and then when they saw a withdrawal after they knew her to be dead they're like well shit who the fuck was that then they pull it up and who is it but our friend quentin i'm so glad he's so dumb so (laughs) then they look into it more and discovered that just after she was believed to have been killed two phone calls were made from quentin's phone to chase bank and mandy's card information and pin were entered and the cell phone pinged less than 150 feet from her fucking apartment. <laughs> so what they believe happened was that they had met. He right. had been seen coming in and out of her apartment by her neighbors. Right. Um, like they positively identified him as like a man who was over quite a few times in the week leading up to her being murdered. But really not much before that. So okay. they became friends of some kind maybe a relationship i'm really not sure but it um, was fast much like mm-hmm. but we certainly can't ask right her and it's believed that he wanted her money and she wouldn't give it to him and he tortured her with the shallow knife like cutting her basically slowly oh until she would give up his like her pin information oh my god and so only once he had her pin I keep wanting to say pin number, but I just hear David Rose's yeah. voice being like, you just have to say pin. It's not pin number. Yep. <laughs> the N means number. Don't. Anyway. So he tortured her until she would give up her banking information. Right. She gives it up. He kills her right from there. He leaves, goes and withdraws money. And then over the coming weeks, withdrew, withdrew more and more. And it's all him. Like it was caught him. And so he has since been sentenced to 10 years in prison for using the stolen debit card. Good. And as of today, I found that like it seemed like the charge against him for murder had been dropped or it's like not on the table right now, so I'll stay tuned for that cuz I'm really not sure. Um for Mandy's? Yeah, for Mandy's okay. murder. And unfortunately, this is sort of where we wrap this up. Holy shit. As it stands, no one has been convicted in either murder. Not for Jessica Chambers and and I want to say her name because I don't want to keep calling her Mandy Mang Chen Sao. Okay. And we're waiting to see if Quentin Tellis will be charged with those murders. So we are on our third so he trial. Ha- uh, yes. So he would be on trial number three. Shit. And there's a lot of speculation as to why people are finding him not guilty because it just seems like all the evidence really points to him being guilty. And some people argue that the town is so small that they don't want it to have that reputation. Like someone who lived in the town did this. Uh, And so they want to say that he's not guilty. So that it from the town's reputation. Yes. Which is like, what the fuck? That's an interesting. Is it worse to protect the person that did Did it? Anyway. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you're going to find evil anywhere you go. It doesn't matter how big or small the place is. Eventually, at some point in the timeline, evil's going to be anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that makes me sad. I really hope that that's not the case. And at the same time, I hope it is the case because the only other reason they'd have to say not guilty 
from what I know is that she said Eric or Derek or something that sounded like that. Mm-hmm. But of the thousands of names that she could have said, mm-hmm. what were the odds that you were going to figure out the Quentin, the exact name that she said? Yep. And also like when she's unable to speak. When you ask her a yes or no question, she can tell you yes or no. If you give her two options, or hell, I'm sure you could have given enough. her three, she would have been able to tell you which of those. And it's it's almost like she tried to advocate and say no. Yeah. Like, no, that's not what like, I said. They said Eric, and she said no. And they said that when she wasn't answering questions, she was just staring blankly. Like, she right. was in, in shock. shock. So... She wasn't really hyper focusing and like talking a lot, like nervous yeah. and scared and try she was only answering questions. No, the biggest organ in her body was just ninety three percent demolished. Like Absolutely. And so the only words that she could mutter without being provoked were help me. Oh god. Which is so bad. And unfortunately, Lisa Chambers, her mom, passed away in twenty twenty one. Oh. Um, it was sad to find her obituary as well. She was only fifty two years old. Oh, my gosh. And though she wasn't able to fulfill her promise, Jessica, that she would bring justice and her murder, um, I like to think that they're together now. Yeah. And hopefully at peace. Well, and ultimately, like, we do these things day in and day out. And I know that we believe in the values of justice and ethics and upholding ourselves to a standard that, like, as a society, we believe Mm -hmm. should be the case. Mm -hmm. And for that, I do think that this case deserves that closure but in terms of like the family like the family that still survives they absolutely deserve that justice and Mm -hmm. that closure but like for her mom i feel like the promise is like uh, like she's good it's not a broken promise but no i just i feel like it is all good on her like she does not need to worry about that promise no and ultimately unfortunately she wasn't in a position to do that. Right. And it was awful that she had to literally sit through not one, but two yeah. trials to hear all of the grisly, horrific, heinous, all the words we normally use. Yeah. Gruesome, evil, condi- like everything that she her daughter went through. Yeah. To know that it was reiterated time and time again how in pain she was. Yeah. Is so heart wrenching, so terrible. Yeah. That as awful as this sounds, I feel like it brought her peace to be with her again. Yeah. Like to, I don't know. Well, he's already incarcerated. I believe it was Quentin Tellis. Oh, same. From all the facts I have, there's no fucking doubt in my mind. And then looking at other suspects, none of them hold a candle to that. That's just not it. Well, and ultimately, like... And I also think he killed Mandy, okay? Yeah. And she was a beautiful graduate student that seemed like a kind little sweetheart who got Aww. tortured and then stabbed over 30 times. For a fucking pin. For banking information. And so it just seems like... These little things that, like, when, yeah. I don't know, what, women don't behave the way you want them to, you kill them in a very violent, like, you're so enraged by yeah. that. How dare they not do that, that you make them suffer for it? Well, and my frustration lies in the fact that, like, I believe that he did all this. Mm-hmm. But the frustration for me really lies in, like, how, 
I know people have their motives and I know I wasn't in on any of those trials, but like, how do you see all of those things? These are not subjective fact, like opinions. It's not like, oh, I thought he looked at her weird one day and that's to me is proof enough. He killed her. It's like, no, okay. His DNA was in her car. She constantly turned him down. So presumably they drove separately to meet up on this. And then his text just stopped to her. And then he decides the same night to delete the contact info. Then we find out that like, I don't know. It's just one thing after a fucking another. And cell data is the fucking best. But just never, nothing you do ever online is private ever. Just keep that in mind. Like like, never, ever, ever, not once. No, like if you think that it's private because you didn't use your phone, you're wrong. It's not private. Nope. You're still connecting. You're still pinging. You're still got your little feelers out there. All of it. We are so trackable. It's not even fucking funny. But like, I just, it is nuts to me that all of these things come through and they are objective fact. This cell data tower chimed here at this time, at the same time that this happened. And this science fact, we know that the skin looks like this after so long, so we know it had to start around this time. And Mm -hmm. like all of these things put together. And they're like, oh, it doesn't really sound like Derek. I know. But if you're going to paint the picture... Right. If, yeah. If I'm a defense attorney and a good one, probably yeah. a very expensive one. Absolutely. I am going to put on the it's performance. It's kind of that money now, right? Right. To, I'm going to put on the performance of a lifetime and I'm going to say this poor, beautiful young girl mm-hmm. was murdered in cold blood. There's no doubt about that. And in her dying breath, she told you who killed her. And, and you're not going to believe her? And that is not my client. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I can I can hear it. I have no idea what they actually said. Right. No, but absolutely. You know the rhetoric. Like, But you talk to enough attorneys, you figure it out, right? Like, uh-huh. you know how their brains work. And don't get me wrong. Attorneys are so incredibly smart. And they craft their arguments based off of that. But they are actors. They put on a show with those facts. Prosecutors and defense attorneys, no matter how you spin it. They're actors and it's a performance. Yep. And they're reading the jury. They're crafting their argument based on who they the think demographics they have in their there. jury. In whoever they think that they, you know, if it's a jury full of mostly parents, that's the angle they're going to pull. She's a sweet baby angel. If there's some younger females, they're going to hit that how young she was. Right. And how much potential she had. And isn't she... Can you see a little bit of you in her? Yeah. Right? Or does she seem a little bit like your child? Could she have just as easily have been your daughter? Right. And I think, like, again, it's a necessary role for the system we've set up. But, like, I, okay. Which isn't, which is an interesting point. And there is some credit to say, okay, if that's not the name she said. Right. And I'll say, And like, do we believe that she was in a position where she could say a name? Well, and that's my whole thing is, like, okay. If she hadn't been able to, like, write it down or type it mm-hmm. or if they could have typed it and had her confirm or something like that. That is all so different than relying solely on the physical capability of somebody whose entire body was just fucking burned to a crisp. That and also lung fucking capacity. Like, like you, her the, chest wasn't expanding to put oxygen the in nurse it. nurse testified that there quite literally was no way that her chest could have healed from that like there wasn't enough skin to cover yeah like i i don't want to dwell on that because i don't want to think about it much because of how awful that is but for the nurses to just sort of you know all the medical professionals to be like 
There's let's no just make her back. as comfortable as we can and thankful that her family could be there with her. Yeah. You know, because they brought her to Tennessee for it, you know? Yeah. I just... Fuck. I know. And so, unfortunately... Yeah, you sold me on him for sure. That is the very troubling murder of Jessica Chambers, and I consider it an ongoing case. Yep. And should there ever... You know, be a call for a part two if there's more information that comes out. If they try him again or whatever, at the very least, I will update you and I will be looking for it. But speaking of which, super off topic, but did just find out that Alec Baldwin did formally get charged with, um, I believe it was manslaughter Mm -hmm. that they're trying to charge him with. Um, But again, no trial, nothing like that. So we will keep you updated on that front, too. But definitely some, we've got some good, like, ongoing. And we haven't even, and I, and it's because there's so little information available about the Idaho college students. I mean, of course, that's something that we would like to cover in the future. But I think right now it's all so speculative. We've got very little to go off of. And I think you can really get lost in the lore of it. Well, and, and I was just going to say, a lot like similar this, to what, this, yeah. yeah like it's, it, if you can make it sound you got to let it settle and yeah. figure out what's actually in there and let whatever comes to the top come to the top. And everyone's going to have an opinion. And I'm sure there's groups just like that that are, you know, whatever. And I don't know. I, the case looks kind of strong against him from the very little information that I know. Yeah, I ha- I'm not even going to lie to you. I haven't looked into it. I love true crime, but I like shudder at the news. Like I almost can't watch mm-hmm. the news anymore. I want the dust to settle a bit more. Because I I think it's irresponsible to like be like I fully believe this yeah without any chance for adversarial yeah, information to come up there's not a whole lot of room for and not to say that's not important to like talk about and no, have absolutely. an opinion on right now and say you know that my opinion's fluid right now right but that's fair I think that with the news the way it is right now we're still so much in that if it bleeds it leads kind of of front and like 24 hour news cycle you got to have something to say every single minute of the day yeah and that means going over the same her like horrific heinous things over and over Mm -hmm. it means making things up sometimes it means finding whatever one blog was written and being like look at this local hero she said that she bought this girl an ice cream cone after hers fell on the floor and like Mm. All good things. I wish there were more of the ice cream stories. But like, oh, I'd kill for a sponge. Like if the ice cream truck went around oh right now God. to get a SpongeBob. Yes, with the SpongeBob were the best. Intact gumballs. Yeah, they're good. Oh I my God! One time those. I opened one and one was missing, and it like really bothered me because like Cyclops. I need things to be equal. No, yeah. I just like I need things to be even. So <laughs> only having one, I was like, no. You're no, cute. <laughs> it's two or four or six. What the fuck? What the hell? It can't be an odd number. No, it was driving Unless me nuts. it's a multiple of five. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So, yeah, my car stereo can be on zero, two, four, five, six, or eight. Like all evens or a multiple of five. I think mine sits pretty at like 10 or 12. But yeah, I can't. If, I, if it's on 11, I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. no. I don't know. I just. Fuck. That's my that's my only transition. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I don't know. I just well, my thing about that is well, and my only thing here is that <laughs> I have a lot of things. <laughs> you have so many things. I have. So I many just things. love the a. I feel about this. B. I feel about this, and 
C or three. I forget what I said. <laughs> I don't know. I just really think that this is crazy. <laughs> that is a very good me. I'll be real. That's great. Um, you just need a little more vocal fry and seasonal depression <laughs> in your voice. And then you'll be right there. So my real depression isn't good enough. <laughs> no, you need a little extra sprinkle of sad. Seasonal affect disorder. Oh sad. <laughs> okay, you guys. Um, this sucked, but thank you for sharing it. It was, it was horrible. And if I, she can live through that shit, we can talk about it. I know. And I'm hoping that at some point there is some kind of resolution to this regardless. Mm-hmm. Because if it isn't him, let him out. If it I mean, isn't not him, for the, the 10 years he needs to serve for the credit card shit or debit card. Because that's fucked up. But if, if it, it wasn't him, him, let him out on this make that known i will also shit my pants because i am so incredibly convinced from data right now that i do not believe that it can't be now i won't say because again conspiracy theorist brain you know me i trust nobody um who's to say that like they can't just alter the cell phone data if they want it to be like you know who's printing the report and can you lean on the keyboard and maybe make it look like somebody else or or something here that like so i'm not gonna say like there's we should, no possible we way. Always 100% trust what this company prints or what this one says or what, because no. Yeah, you need audits. You need a fact check. You need like you need yeah. all of those things. But so long as all of the things that have been released have lined up, I don't see a scenario in which, unless there is some wild scheme that's being covered up, it wouldn't be him. I know, and I think like again, my conspiracy theorist brain. I feel like we've already passed the sweet spot. Oh, yeah. Of like technology and catching crime because I feel like, you know, in the 70s, it was like, we'll bag it and maybe someday we'll have a way to test it. I don't know. And like, there really weren't that many security cameras and it was expensive to store the data to have a security camera. So, where the fuck were you going to have that? And all of this shit. And now, data is so cheap. Like, you can, like, storing it is so cheap that you can record everything and have everything and listen to whatever and but it's just like a second version of <laughs> real life right yeah but also like technology's gone so far the other way that it's so elite that the facial recognition stuff we have like mm-hmm. i saw this thing and it was like someone was talking and it was like they had like you know they like he had a video of him i'm not gonna explain this well it was like a video of him talking and then they paired it like side by side with morgan freeman and they made his face morgan freeman oh my gosh he talked and it was his mannerisms but they used like i don't know some kind of cg to like make that's why you know what i'm saying so it's like at what point is there going to be like well, the security camera. Reality. Yeah, the the security camera showed him. It's like someone could sit me down and be like, "Well, there's the security footage showing you robbing the bank." Yeah. Like I didn't rob the bank. Yeah. But that's my face on there. It's because you know what I mean. So like I feel like I... there's a sweet spot that we missed because I feel like that's in the like that's gonna that could happen. I would freak. And I'm on a list now because I said it. Freaking freaking love a movie. No, Sorry. I would love to do a CJ short about technology information and where it's at and i know that might sound really dry but i actually took sounds really boring but i know where you would go and it would be so interesting trust me it'd be interesting like okay um just as the tiniest little snip 
snippet, right? Okay, like itty bitty. Itty bitty teeny tiny. Okay, um, let us know if you want this. Nothing is illegal until we decide it's illegal, right? Mm. Nothing just inherently is on the books as illegal. If I come up with something called like a snorka blorker, um, I can't say that again. I don't know what I said. Okay. But if I come up with something like that. But could you say it backwards? And it was, no, absolutely not. Maybe <laughs> if I was drunk. Um, if I came up with something like that, the initial thought in my brain, regardless of the intent of what it is, what it is at all, it's never going to be on a book until someone decides that it's harmful enough to make it illegal. Mm-hmm. Which but it'll be created first before it's it'll illegal. be created. It'll be used. It'll be sold. And then it'll be deemed legal or illegal. And so right and when now enough bad things happen with it. Will it be illegal? Right. Which means we're just waiting for damage to happen before we do something with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, not just whatever the fuck I said. So for snorkel blurker. Yeah. Whatever that is. And for instance, like there are these things that will connect to cell towers and they are advised to not mess with any of the data going out of your phone. They're advised not to. It is not illegal. And that makes me believe there's an implication that these devices can change texts, can make calls. Ew. Yeah. No, no laws on the books. That's terrifying. No, nothing. And it's there. And here, and so there's so many people that it's like, the facts say, I don't care what the person says, people lie, but the facts don't lie. And then, but not if the facts can be changed. And not if the facts facts are anymore. Yeah. Not if the facts are made by people. That drives me nuts. And so, like, we're on lists now. Here we go. Oh, I've been on a list since my English teacher made me look up a shoe bomb. Oh, Um, no. It was nuts. I was like, what are you doing? So I'm sure I'm on lists. (laughs) No, no. It wasn't even for my CJ major. That was just our baseline English They're class. They're like Abel Dabbleson, number one. I know. That and also, oh my gosh, this is the last thing and then we'll f- wrap up you guys. But um, Don't you guys like these longer episodes? My criminal justice teacher in my undergrad had us do this class of like, it was profiling. So we had to put together profiles. And our final, we had to like dig into a deep um, cold case and I found one and I fully put together like a whole list of suspects. I sussed out who I thought it was. I made an accusation that I still kind of stand by. Um, but I was so invested in this. I was like calling police departments. I was like literally doing real research. And I had to be like, I, I wasn't even born when this was happening. I'm not involved. I'm just really like trying yeah. to do a good job. But like between the two of those, everything I look up is... <laughs> I'm sure on a list. Yes, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think that would be an interesting episode. You guys have to tell us if you want something like that, or is that going to, like, freak you out too much? Like, yeah, too much is to that, know about. And is that, like... In a good way? Yeah. Is that in a good way? Is it breaking the fourth wall in a very scary way? Yeah. Is it... Like, just let us know, because I think that shit is so fascinating. Like, I learned it in a textbook. Like, I got sources, but, like, fascinating I and th- terrifying. Yeah, I think it's absolutely terrifying because that's what we regard as fact and that can i think very easily by someone at a computer that looks just like yours yeah can alter that i mean that that's your whole life i mean that can result in some pretty crazy things so well we won't get into that too much and totally went off on a tangent that had nothing to do with this except to say that while i fully believe cell phone data Yes, it everything should be taken with a grain of salt. But my Until God, I have reason to believe everything on Quentin only leaves me with a little bit of salt. And it's a lot of fucking evidence. So 
I know. And all of his, like, story changes. Because that, that to me, seals the deal. He was lying from when he started talking. The, I don't know her, to, I don't really know her, to, to yeah, I saw her maybe that we morning. were kind of friends, to, no, we never slept together. Well, actually, we did sleep together. What? Are you going to tell the truth, my guy? Ever? You've had a lot of opportunities. Do you taste the bullshit coming out? Is it icky? It doesn't smell like roses. I can tell you that. Because what the fuck, my guy? It's just nuts to me. And it, oh, God, I really hope that they weren't just like calling him not guilty to get him like the town a better reputation. I know. Or was there really solid evidence that was like, no, he couldn't have been there. Right. That we just I don't know. I would love to have been a juror. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to be a jury so bad. I'll never get to be. I'm I know. so sad. All right, you guys. We're going to lament over that. But if you want to look at any of the people, places, things that we talked about today, you can do that on our Instagram. Abby, how would they find our Instagram? They would do that by looking up in their little search box. They'd say, about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word. And that is? So that is <gasps> A-B-O-U-T, period, T-I-M-E, period, F-O-R, period, T-R-U-E, period, C-R-I-M-E, period, P-O-D, because podcast, podcast was, was too long. long. Thanks, Instagram. And if you want to look through our highlights, we always have... A reprieve. So if you need some wholesome or funny giggly memes to look at, go there. We have resources. We have victim um, resources. We have causes that are near and dear to people's hearts that we like. We also have merch, baby. Merch, baby. And if you wanted to DM us your little pod pet and their cute little names or your stories or crimes that you'd like us to cover or crimes that you've heard of in your community that you want to tell us about, you can DM us. And if they're a little bit longer and you wanted to email us, Allie, how would they do that? So you guys could email us at about time, the number four TC at gmail.com. So that is A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E numeric four TC at gmail.com. We answer every email that we get, unless you're being creepy. And mm-hmm. again, send us the pod pets. Send us a request. Send us a case from your hometown. Do yeah. you have a true crime case that's near and dear to your heart or that you grew up with or you know something extra about? We want to hear it. Hell yeah. And if we get enough of them, we'd love to just read them to you guys. I think that's awesome. But yes, we'll talk more about that later. I will say this. That was a rough one. It was tough. I am sorry to have put you through that. Thank you. I think it's important that we talk about it. Yeah. And Jessica had to live through it. So the least we can do is say the words. Yeah. Truly. Um, and thank you guys for sticking around with us. Yeah. We love you guys. We just want to remind you to check our little description box where you can find our Instagram page listed there, our email listed there, our little red bubble listed there, you know, all that good shiz. All of the sources that we use in every single episode is down there. Every single episode. So all that fun stuff. So we hope to see you guys on over there Hell and yeah. also here with us next week. And if I look at my watch, that was about time for true crime. Bye. Bye. Bye.